It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, and welcome back to Beyond the Building. My name is Laura Pereno, and I'm with Debbie Kiever, as always. And today, we are really excited to have a special guest with us. As we are talking about going back to the beginning or back to basics, Uh, This month in August, we have asked a special friend of ours, Darlene Simmons, to join us. And Darlene has been a friend of mine for, I can't even count how many years. I, I was trying to think of that earlier today and just could not come up with the number. She is someone that I have studied the Word of God with. Uh, We have prayed together. We have spent time together outside of church. And I am just uh, honestly quite overwhelmed that we are going to have the conversation that we are going to have today. Uh, Darlene, you and I go back for a a pretty long way, and I consider you a friend that uh, time or distance really doesn't diminish our friendship. And I think it's all because our friendship is built on Jesus Christ. And so it's going to, it's going to outlast the borders of time or the places that we live. And Darlene, you and I don't have this long history that you and Laura have. So I have to be very honest. I'm excited to hear your story. I've heard little pieces of it along the way. And uh, I think today's going to be really powerful. So in this series of going back to the beginning, Um, From what I understand, from little pieces that you shared, um, we're going to be hearing today about how God has brought you back to the beginning and how you eat and how you live. And I think this is something I know I'm excited to be uh, learning about and be encouraged by. I know that our listeners are going to be excited to hear as well. Thank you. Well, Darlene, the title for today's episode is I Choose Life. And I have heard you say that to me so many times, say it to other people, say it, honestly, see it on social media, all of your posts, your hashtag or something that you always write is I choose life. When I think about you, I think of you choose life. So I know that there has to be a backstory that brought you to that place um, where you decided to choose life. Uh, Can you share that backstory with us today? Absolutely. Uh, the first time I remember saying I choose life is after Winslow passed, which Winslow was my husband. And I felt like I was going to die. It was just mm-hmm. so horrible for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we did so much together. It was just horrible. And as I would lay there consumed with grief, I would cry out to God because I wanted to live. And mm-hmm. so I would say, I choose life. I remember hearing stories when I was a little girl of a husband died and then a wife would die not long after or mm. vice versa. And I was, I felt like I was going to die. And so I would lay there and I would tell God, you know, I choose life. Um, mm. Whatever that looks like, God, just help me to live. And so that's where, that's the first time that I remember ever saying those words, I choose mm. life. Mm. So interesting that the place where you would make that declaration for the first time is a hard place, right? A place, um, you know, that had that had dealt with death, and in that that really deep valley, that God would put that on your heart that you are going to choose life even in spite of the difficult situations, the situation uh, that you were going through. Darlene, how long has it been since Winslow passed and and what were the ages of your children at the time? Like what was going on in your world? How long ago did this all take place? Okay, so Winslow died May 5th, 2016. And so we doing math class now? 
I remember Naomi. I remember she was 17. That's my Mm -hmm. youngest. She was 17 because he died a month before she graduated high school and a month before she turned 18. So today's actually her birthday. She, you know, she's 23 today. Oh, wow. Oh, that wow. was, that Happy was hard. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That was hard. So then, um, Nia was four years older than that. And then Israel was four years older than that. And then the other boys were two years older than that. So we have like 16, I mean, 17. Then you had a 21 year old, 25 year old, 27, um, 29 and 30 year old. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Darlene, I remember meeting you at Bible study, uh, mm-hmm. for the first time. And you were already uh, walking a hard road when I met you. You know, I remember meeting you and hearing about your kids and hearing your experience and what Winslow uh, was dealing with at that time. And um, when I look back and reflect on those days, I would say um, that you and Winslow both walked the walk, you know, that you you believed uh, that God is who he says he is and that you were going to trust him on this journey. But when you were going through this journey, uh, I remember so many amazing things about you and about Winslow. I remember visiting you you both in the hospital, you know, and I remember I always left that hospital room. You know, you think mm-hmm. you're going in to encourage somebody else when you visit somebody in the hospital. Yes. And every single time I would come home and have a story of how you or Winslow encouraged me mm-hmm. every single time. You know, that's bringing back a flood of memories for me because that's when I was still working as a therapist at Christiana. And so I think more of my, I guess most of my interaction with Winslow was at Christiana, hmm. was at the hospital because I would clock out from working and then go visit him and what you're saying Laura is spot on I felt like I walked into church mm-hmm. you know in yes. his hospital room and and I darling you were there a couple times but I spent yeah. a lot of times just popping in to mm-hmm. see him and I do remember telling my son Dan about uh, this gentleman Winslow that you know I'm going to go see him and Dan came with me and I can't remember he was a teenager at the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't recall if he was in the car with me already because we were going someplace else. Or I, I can't imagine a teenager would say, please let me go to the hospital and speak to somebody <laughs> I really don't know. And I, he was probably just with me. But what I do recall from that meeting was um, Dan was uh, was able to answer some questions for, uh, Winslow had for him. But then Winslow prayed for Dan. Mm. And and I remember thinking, I'm so, you're the patient. Like, you're the one that we mm. should be praying for you. And, and in our attempt to pray for Winslow, he prayed over me as a mom and Dan as a young man. And so, you know, this, this is years later, Darlene. And um, I want to thank you and Winslow for praying powerful prayers over my teenage boy. Because mm. it's part of the seeds you know, that got planted into his heart for a young man who's walking with the Lord today. So mm-hmm. I, I never forgot that. You know, that was that was more of my interaction with you guys. And you're right. You walked in and you came out. Um, you felt like you had just been ministered to instead of being the one ministering. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things we like to talk about on our uh, podcast episodes is how individuals uh, were changed because of the experience that they've been through and really how God increased or grew their faith 
uh, in the situation that they were in. So Darlene, I know that you, um, you have been changed, right? Because of, uh, the road that you walked with Winslow. And I know that your faith has grown and been shaped. Um, you know, where, where do you see yourself, uh, now versus where you were? How has, how has your journey changed you and shaped you? Well, so you know how some people get really angry with God after they lose somebody, especially when they believe in for healing. I didn't realize that I too was angry. I didn't realize that because I still was crying out to God and I still was saying I choose life, but I stopped listening to Christian music. I couldn't listen to Christian music because I had listened. Every, every song was one of the songs I listened to when he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I stopped listening to Christian music. And even though I was still, uh, at, at one point I started working at Victory, I wouldn't go to church. I would just go mm -hmm. to my office and I would watch it on the big screen. I, mm -hmm. I would not go to church. I could not go to church. And um, I now, and I had a hard time praying with people for healing for a little while, just for sure, a little while. Sure. Yeah. But um, I'm at a place now where I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is a healer. Amen. And I don't have a problem praying and believing God for healing, you know, and, and I don't have a problem with, um, with Christian music. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to be, um, more diligent, you know, with my resources where when Windsor was alive, I, I wasn't as diligent as I am now, mm -hmm. you know? So I've learned a lot on just how to, I've learned forgiveness, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so when I say I choose life, I choose joy, I choose forgiveness. I'm learning forgiveness mm. because just even before this meeting, I had a flashback of one of the doctors in the hospital and God was like, yep, forgive him too. Wow. You know? So, you know, God is faithful. I am a work in progress, but I'm, I'm willing for the work to be done. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, that is just key that we're willing to work with the spirit when he is moving in our hearts to, to bring us to all these places. I think even some of those emotions that you've just shared uh, are things that, that our listeners, you know, experience too, that Deb and I experience. And it's, it's almost, um, freeing to say it right for you to say that and declare it when you write that on your uh, Facebook posts, you know, there's a freedom in saying those things, but there's also a freedom that you are releasing into other people's lives who may be going through a similar thing, um, and, and dealing with forgiveness issues or anger or questions to God, you know, that, that, I don't know, that didn't necessarily go the way you think they're going to go. That's a part of the normal process when you're grieving and, you know, when you, when he was so sick and you were so diligent about just praying for healing for him, complete physical, emotional, mental, everything, healing, you, you didn't give up. You were voracious about that. And suddenly then he's gone and all that adrenaline is going in one direction. Mm -hmm. it, it needs some time to kind of reboot a little bit and, and readjust. What do I really believe? You know, and I think people need to hear that it is okay to, and it's not uncommon to go through that big swing of emotions, mm -hmm. you know, and a readjustment. But somewhere in there, in your choosing life, um, you started in another journey of uh, back to some basics, right? Back to uh, how you eat and how yeah. you live. And so I'm fascinated to hear uh, what what started this choosing life uh these quotes maybe some of what your mom had a yeah. say in how you uh, jumped into this world of juicing what can you tell us about where god took you next 
Okay, so going back in the early 1970s, um, my mother changed her diet and in doing so changed our diet. So she was growing, we lived in a small apartment and she was growing sprouts on the counter. She was making, um, she was making carrot, beet, celery juices, things like that. And um, we were not happy about that because (laughs) she was cooking sprouts. And when our neighbors were having two meats and three starches for Sunday dinner, we were not, we might've had some meat, but we were not having those great, nice big dinners. We were not having Kool-Aid. We was not having anything like that, okay? She was buying um, cloudy apple juice, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. (laughs) It wasn't even the clear apple juice, cloudy apple juice. You know, we had a lot of fruits and vegetables. I didn't even like fruits. She had a lot of fruits and vegetables, and we did not like that. Oh, my. um, Darlene, that's that's in the 70s, you said. This is shocking. I mean, it's so in right now to grow vegetables. Wow. social media. Yeah. So she can display her juices. Yeah. So people <laughs> in the family were called to like a health nut, you know what I'm saying? And yes. she was doing herbs and she she stopped taking me to the doctor. You know, it was like she was the doctor. Okay. Oh, wow. She wow. was practicing at home, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. um the seventies, you're eating all this healthy food and I'm up in Philadelphia watching the numbers on the McDonald's sign saying <laughs> how many thousand of yeah. hamburgers have been sold. Yeah. Right. And you're, no, eating no, no, no. A, you're eating the carrot. <laughs> there was a hamburger truck in our neighborhood, right? That my neighbors would go to at least on at least on Fridays. My mother never purchased anything from the hamburger truck. Wow. So when wow. I left home, did you? <laughs> I ate everything. Oh, there wow. You go. <laughs> I ate everything that I could eat. And when she would make lasagna, we got a little square. And to me, it was just never enough for me. Right. Yeah. So yeah. when I moved, I was making everything. And it wasn't until um, um, Owen, my son Owen now, he's about uh, 32. He, had asthma he developed asthma and eczema and things like that when he was about two and that's when I started like okay maybe I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna do dairy I'm gonna do Mm. back then I was doing soy milk I'm gonna do some soy milk and um I remember one Saturday my kids they were little they was like two and four Winslow and Owen and I cut up all these vegetables I cut up cauliflower cut up um carrots I cut up um, broccoli, I cut up peppers and I put them in the kitchen. It was Saturday morning cartoons. And I said, Hey guys, there's some food in the kitchen. And they ate that all day long. Cause they kept running back, running back, oh, running wow. back, running back. And I was shocked wow. that they ate it, you know, yeah, yeah. they ate it until the evening. They ate it all day. I mean, I had a big platter. So then when Winslow got sick, Winslow, when I met Winslow, Winslow was, a um, he was a vegetarian when I met him, he okay. ate well, that's what he called himself. And I would always mess with him and say, excuse me, you eat meat, okay? You eat fish, right? <laughs> he would get so angry at me. And I would yeah. say, it doesn't have a face, Winslow. You know, you <laughs> eat meat, right? So I feel so bad, but I, I bothered him all the time. I was like, Winslow, is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Is it a nut? Is it a seed? It's meat, honey, it's meat. But he would eat fish, but that's the only meat that he would eat, right? That has a face. So, now, by the time he got, when he got sick, we kind of like, kind of tried to press in, you know, and just really no meat, mostly raw, a lot of juices. And so every day I was sending him off with all these juices and mm-hmm. things like that. And, um, but I wasn't hardly eating it though. I was making it for him, but I wasn't really eating it. It, it was like, buy me 
preparing it is almost like I already had it. Mm. Almost like a chef when when a chef is cooking, by the time he's finished, he's already full. Mm. So I, I was full just by making it and I wow. didn't used to eat that way. And then I think the stress of what he was going through, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't really eating that way, but after mm. he passed and um, I, I just had all this brain fog, mm. I was like, I, I got to do something different. I, mm. I can't, I'm not sleeping at night. And I know that if I eat less and then change what I'm eating, I just know that it's going to help me. And so I did that. But then back in March, I did a week of a raw food reset. And it was like God himself showed up. It was like, wow. you know, all the years you know, that I prayed and all the times that I said, I choose life, God got in there with me and mm. I have not looked back, you mm. know, like my son is a chef, but the food he brings home, is like dead to me. Like, mm. it's not like I'm looking at it saying, I wish I can eat it. Like wow. I don't even have a desire for it. Wow. So I've been eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. That's right? another, that's your, that's another quote. I choose life, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And you instilled yeah. that in me too, yeah. all those years ago. Yeah. And I think of that all of the time. And I think it's interesting. Been... One of the Facebook posts that I saw you uh, post recently, and it made me laugh was, uh, I didn't want to have another salad. <laughs> so, and I'm sure you remember this one. So I made, and I cannot remember exactly what it was that you made, probably ingredients that I don't have in my house, but I need okay. to keep. And, uh, and I thought, isn't that interesting? Because even eating fruits and nuts and, and fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, you don't have to just stick with the salad, right? You can get mm-hmm. creative. And one of the things I love about your, um, your Facebook page and the post and your Instagram is everything is so colorful and fresh and it just looks so appetizing that honestly I think I love every one of your posts because I I just want to eat whatever it is that you make and I think that's one of the cool things about eating the way that you do and choosing life right life is colorful and life is joy and life is fresh and so even the the pictures that you show and when you pour your juice on Facebook the pictures and the the brightness of it all it all represents life you know, so the way that you're eating and then to hear your story, it's almost like the way that you're eating and the food that you're making is representing what has happened to you emotionally on the inside and probably spiritually as well as you've walked this dark road. You're now in a place where you've chosen color, you've chosen life, you've chosen joy. And so I think even just this transition for you and the colors that God put in all of these foods, it just really goes back to the basics and it just is evidence of what God has done on the inside of you. Amen. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. So, just tell me real quick, how's your mom? Like how does she feel about like, the fact that you now well, are eating all these good things? The, the thing about my mom is that my mom gets to enjoy um what she's sown, right? Mm-hmm. But my my mom was believing for my brother's healing. And he died actually two months before Winslow to the day. He died mm. March 5th. My husband died May 5th. And then Sandra, who was all five of my children's godmother. So that goes to show you how long she's been in our life. And she was also like a daughter to my mom. She was killed in a car accident in August of the same year. Oh. And then my niece, my mother's granddaughter died. So oh. I was so consumed with my own grief. And I hadn't even moved to grieve these other people yet because mm. Winslow took up so much space that I begged my mother to get counseling because I went kept to counseling right away. I begged my mother to get counseling. I was not aware of how bad my mom was hurting. Mm. So 
to come to find out in 2018, she, my mother had some mini strokes and I'm thinking, I, you know, I don't even know how we missed that, but she started talking a little weird. Right. Mm. So they were saying, oh, well, I think her sodium levels are off. She may have a UTI, but that was the beginning of my mom's reality just being off. Mm. But she doesn't have Alzheimer's, but her reality is so off. So in 2017, she had already started living with me but i'm like well what happened to my mom because i know that she wasn't perfect it wasn't a perfect eater but she ate really well mm. in 2018 is when i found out a doctor told me so but she gets to reap what she's sown yes so anytime yeah. i make juice i'm giving yes. and you know she, she'll say stuff like i don't want that <laughs> okay uh, yeah <laughs> but i just give it to her and she drinks it yeah you know yeah, yeah. Or, so she gets to reap the benefit of yes, what she's done absolutely mm -hmm. she instilled that in you and now now you're putting pouring it out for her so mm -hmm. you ladies keep mentioning um you you're making your juice laura i know that when we were talking about the podcast you were like when i come to delaware i'm going to get her juice i've got to stock up on some <laughs> so i have never had any of your juice so mm. apparently it's turned into a business it has. My juice is anointed by God. So, so you, you need to talk yes, about yes. it. What is the business piece of it? Um, and then what is this? I know you see it as a ministry. So tell us what's going on in this. Do you have a name for it? Well, my Instagram name is Raw Elegance by Darlene, but um, Excellence Wins was the name that my husband um, developed. And so Excellence Wins, but Wins mm. was for Winslow, but with a Z. And so everything we did, we tried to do with excellence and same like my juice. So like when you go to a juice bar and not taking anything from juice bars, cause I, I will visit a juice bar if I need to. But when you go to a juice bar and you order a juice, they just put stuff in and they give you the juice, right? Right. When I make my juice, I continue, I taste my juice to make sure that, okay, do I need more apples? Do I need more pineapple? Do I need more ginger? Maybe this has too much ginger. So I'm going to add a whole nother pineapple in this. Maybe it's too watery from the cucumber. So I'm going to add more apples. Mm. So um, it started in the middle of this pandemic. My daughter said to me, mom, your juice is so good. You should sell it. And I'm thinking, who wants to buy juice? And she was my first customer. Oh, she said to encourage me, she said, I want to buy some juice. I'm going to buy a week's worth of juice from you. And I don't even know how, how it took off. It's not even anything that I that I'm pushing so hard for. Because in the beginning, I would tell people, well, why, why don't you buy a juicer? And I'll show you how to do it. You know, I'll show you mm -hmm. how to do it. Get a juicer. I'll come over and I'll show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. And some people would buy the juicer and other people would say, I'm not buying the juicer. I'm just going to buy some juice from you. So it's turned one week. I almost sold 200 juices. All right. So now I need to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the last one to the table here. So I just putting it out there. I need to um, go offline and find out how to get some of the juice from you. So it's not just a business now. Like, like how is your week consumed now with making juice or? No, no, it's not consumed. Um, that was one week. That one week was consumed. <laughs> yes, I almost retired. Place. Okay. I okay. almost retired. I almost said, no, I can't do this anymore. This, I can't do this. But um, <laughs> it's not consumed. But the orders, they just they just come. They just come. Mm -hmm. I think that it's not one week that I haven't had an order. Mm, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I know even, even one day when we were talking, Darlene, even before we knew that this podcast episode was going to be a piece of the puzzle here, um, you were sharing with me about the week you had 200 juices, you know, that you had, you had to uh, prepare, which is just awesome. But when I mentioned to you something about uh, the fact that it's a business, I know that the, what you said to me was um, it's not about the business. 
I really view this as a ministry. And so um, what are some, what goes into that? What, what does this business look like as a ministry for you in your world? Well, a lot of people, when they walk into the grocery store, they really believe, they really believe it, that everything in the grocery store is fit for human consumption because it's food, mm. right? And so years ago, God gave me Daniel, you know, he gave me that. And I'm like, um, okay, he showed me how they refused to eat the king's dainty. Now we talking way back then, you know, the king's dainty had to be anything better than yes. our good food right yes, now. Yes, this is so okay? true. <laughs> yes. Because everything changes, right? Yes, yes. And so they refused. And at the end of the time, they were healthier. They were mm. smarter. You know, mm. and so I never forgot that. And so, um, like beet juice, beet juice is really good for people that are suffering with high blood pressure. I mean, mm. it, beet juice will actually um, help someone's blood pressure to go down a few notches, like within an hour or so. Wow. Wow. So, when I say it's ministry, it's ministry to the physical man. Mm. It is ministry yes. to the physical man because a lot of people, they don't even, they don't realize it. You know, yes. I mean, yes. I remember when they came out with Hamburger Helper. I remember when, <laughs> I remember when they came out with Hamburger Helper. I remember um, when, when I was younger, they, we didn't have, wait, they didn't have big grocery stores the way we have now. No. The grocery mm. stores were smaller stores. That's right. Similar to like Zingo, smaller stores. Yes. Now the grocery store. And when the first Pathmark came out, I was like, yes, we got a big grocery store. Yes, yes. But the more grocery store, the more processed food. And then yes. you have all these issues, you know, and it's, it's, it's you know. Mm. Yeah. So really just encouraging people to seek healthy paths. Actually, maybe the ministry part of it is encouraging other people to choose life, yeah. right? Yeah. Back to yeah. your two phrases, fruits and yeah. vegetables, nuts and seeds. That's what you taught me. And choose life. I mean, this is, it's part of uh, not just feeding the body, right? But feeding mm -hmm. the soul. And so yes. I appreciate that about you. You've always had a heart for ministry. Mm -hmm. You and Winslow. And I, I just truly, truly appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I realized that I lost some of that after he passed. Like anytime our, our friends would come to the house, we always prayed. And then it's mm. like, um, like I said, I wasn't listening to Christian music or anything. And then one time one of my friends came and they said, could you pray? And I'm mm. thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. I'm wow. sorry. And so I'm so glad I'm having this conversation because I have a couple of my friends coming from New York today and I'm going to make sure we pray. There you yeah. go. That's yeah. awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Really awesome. You know, Darlene, I have a question um, before we start to wrap this up. And I, I could actually say this is me. What would you want to say to somebody who is thinking, wow, I've never really thought about changing to um, even just less processed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. whatever baby steps someone can take, it's still a small changes right. add up, right? They, they build yep. into bigger ones. What would you say to the person who's intrigued by what you're sharing and says, you know, maybe I do want to pursue this a little bit. How would you encourage them? I don't know if there's a, like a little phrase you would want to say, or is there a book that you might recommend that might, you know, well, the help them along the road? Well, the first thing that I would say would be to um, drink more water, right? Drink more water and just add more fruits and vegetables to your diet. Mm. Just add, don't worry about what you're not, what you're eating. Just add more fruits and vegetables because this is how I came to March. Before I let up, before March came, 
I began to eat more salads every day, more salads, more salads, more salads. And the more you put in the better things, the more you're going to want the better things. It's like the more you give your attention to something, the more you're going to want what you're giving your attention to. Wow. So that is the, um, the one thing as far as books. Oh, I got a good one. Fit for Life by Marilyn and Harvey Diamond. That is the first book that I read. Fit for Life Excellent. by Marilyn and Harvey Diamond. Okay. You know, it's simple. That's how I learned. And I got that book, I think, um, like in the early 1990s. That's how I learned to um, make, instead of uh, mashed potatoes, it was with cauliflower. Mm, you know? mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's a really good book. That's really awesome. good book. It's not too dogmatic. It's a really good book. That's awesome. Yeah. It is, I, I, I'm certainly uh, not... Uh, where you are on my health journey, and I, I desire to be there. You really encourage me a lot. Um, but I do agree with what you were just saying, and I'm insp- uh, encouraged by what you just said. It's just small changes. Like things like this can feel very overwhelming. But honestly, so many of these things go back to biblical principles. You know, it really does. And this is where we're going back to the basics because what did you just say, right? The more you want the good thing, the more you take in the good thing, you're going to want the good thing. And mm-hmm. so we can even look at like the word. This is all yes, goes right. back to what the Lord says, like focus on the good thing. You're going to want the good thing. Keep your eyes on me. You'll keep following mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Eat the fruits and vegetables. Your body will crave what's right. Your spirit will crave what's right. And you'll make those changes one step at a time. So that is super, super encouraging. Uh, Darlene, as we, as we, uh, as we close out today, I know uh, I love following you on Facebook and Instagram and any other uh, way to connect with you because I am very, very inspired by what you do. But do you, can you share just one more time, uh, Facebook, first of all, are your, is your Facebook group uh, or your Facebook page, is it private? People, can people just follow you or? Yes, it's not private. Okay. And, and what is your, um, your name under Facebook and then also your Instagram again? <laughs> Well, you can tell I got my Facebook a long time ago, so I didn't know, you know, my whole government, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Darlene Denson Simmons. <laughs> is my I too Facebook. have that. <laughs> <laughs> Darlene Denson Simmons is my Facebook, and my Instagram is Raw Elegance by Darlene. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody out there that's listening that is uh, just encouraged by this and wants to take the next small or big step uh, to get into this fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, that's a great place to go. Okay. And, you know, it, it's not about um, being legalistic or anything like that, because like I've been eating raw, right? But my son made this um, vegan um, ramen, right? And the noodles were um, the spaghetti, no- the spaghetti uh, squash, those were his noodles. And it was, wow. he said, mom, I think you should come look at this. And he said, no, 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 no. I think you should come look at this. And when I saw how beautiful it looked, I said, I got to taste that. You know, and I took <laughs> some and I tasted it. So yeah. I'm not like, oh, I'm a raw vegan. I'm never going to, I can't taste this. I can't taste that. Because I really do believe that people can do things and just not overdo it. Yeah. You know, but, but, but what has happened with all the preservatives and all the additives and all these things like that, we have become addicted mm-hmm. to certain foods, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, we've mm-hmm. become addicted because I really believe that people, some people that are hurting, some people that are sick, some people that are overweight, they don't want to be like that, you know, and some people are not even eating a whole, whole lot. 
but they are still overweight yeah. because the, the processed foods and the additives and the preservatives, you can't digest them. Yeah. So they yeah, just yeah. hang out. They wow. hang out, you know, wow. so. I feel like this is just the, the beginning of an open door to learn more about, um, about living a healthy lifestyle. You know, and I like what you just said, you know, when we feel like we're too put in a box, um, we sometimes fail. Mm-hmm. But when you can have that freedom, like you just said, your son made something, you tried it, you know, there's freedom in that too. And, and then you mm-hmm. can just soar, right? And, and do eat the way God's called you to eat. No, I, I'm thinking, first of all, what was I planning on dinner tonight? Like now I, <laughs> now I need to rethink what I was going to cook, right. right? But I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this. I went through Weight Watchers and lost okay. 67 pounds. Wow. And it was a reset, not just of my physical body, but my mental and spiritual me. I mean, it was a reset in all different directions and it really did reteach me how to eat. And, uh, and I'm not on that same scale uh, that you are uh, for sure. Right. In terms of like, you know, I'm, I am eating some cheeses and some meat and Mm -hmm. things like that, Mm -hmm. but it was truly, it was a spiritual journey. This is not just about changing the food that you're eating. It's about craving things that are more pure and, and Weight Watchers was a uh, big step for me in accountability Um, It was making a choice that benefits me in the long run versus the uh, satisfaction in the short run that doesn't last. And man, it really was, it was a spiritual journey for me. It was not just about the weight loss and, Mm. and I'm really thankful for that reset. So really, no matter where you are listening to this podcast, why don't we, I think the encouragement is invite the Holy Spirit into the space and say, what would you, Holy Spirit, want me to yes, begin to change? Yes. Because every one of us is that work in pro- progress. And Amen. so, Holy Spirit, you be the one to look at my lifestyle, look in my fridge and pantry, look in my heart, and what are the things that I have brought into my home that you want me to keep, and which things do I need to get rid of, uh, which are the things that I crave and desire, which ones, what's not there from you? You know, and, and it's really cleaning out the way we think about life and the way we value our, our temple, our body, right? The temple mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, one person could hear this podcast and go, oh, I've just been doing a terrible job my whole life and I need to start over. Like you said, one step at a time. But I think right. inviting the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to begin to do the work individually in each one of us, that's where you start. And, and you have to answer to Him, right? He's the one that knows best how our bodies are working and so you know god just start planning the ideas in my heart where is something i can change that's going to help me not just be healthier in my physical body but my emotions and my spirit you know all because we're whole we're a whole person that Mm -hmm. way and and he wants to see us healed and whole um you know so we got to ask him for how he wants to do that absolutely uh so true well Darlene, it has been a an absolute pleasure uh, to connect with you and talk with you and learn from you. And uh, when you say, I choose life, honestly, I can't help but say that and get a little choked up. Uh, knowing your journey, uh, knowing how, uh, how compassionate you are about uh, people and Jesus. Yes. And, and really, it's been a, a really wonderful opportunity to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your journey and thank you for sharing your hope and your your choices um i know our listeners have been encouraged i know i have been i know mm-hmm. deb has i been know too. i have been 
Yeah. So thank thanks you. for being with us. You're very thank welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. So thank you to our listeners for uh, joining us today. Thank you for being a part. We are just truly uh, grateful for the friends that God brings alongside uh, this this ministry and this journey. Um, if this has spoken to your heart today, if Darlene's story, I'm sure it has encouraged you in multiple ways, um, share it with a friend, tell people about it, let them know, uh, you know, Jesus loves them. They can choose life, right? We can choose life in our difficult places. So for Debbie Kiever, for Darlene Simmons and myself, uh, we just want to thank you for being a part. God bless you. And we look forward to talking again next time. Thank you, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.